Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me, our guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. I'm your host, Dale Schaefer, and we've got another great episode starting now. Let's go. And this is episode 18. Thank you so much for joining today. Uh, On this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about the four quadrants of decision-making. And I want to talk about decision-making because that is about 100% of what I do on a daily basis with clients is the process of making good decisions so that way we're moving forward toward what's really most important to uh, whoever it is that that I'm talking to in, in whatever scenario. And that can be a financial decision. It can be an investment decision. It can be a, a life stage decision. It can be uh, a relationship decision, a job change. All of these things have factors at play. And uh, there is a process or you should have a process for how you make these decisions. Otherwise, you simply go through life and you just call up things as they come out. You just make a decision, hammer it down, and off you go. Uh, Without really having a process, you don't really know how to evaluate that decision over time until you get to the end result. And then you're basically looking back and saying, okay, that was a good decision or okay, that was a bad decision. And I think along the way, Uh, There is a good way to have a process so that way you can control some of the outcomes. There's always going to be factors that are outside of your control, but we should absolutely control what we can control. And so uh, if you look at the cover of this episode, um, you'll see four quadrants, uh, four decisions. And in the upper left quadrants, uh, it will say good process, good results. If you move over to the top right quadrant, it's going to say good process, bad results. If you move down to the left lower quadrant, it's going to say bad process, good results. And then finally over to the lower right quadrant, it's going to say bad process, bad results. So we're going to work through each of those four. And I'm going to start by identifying kind of what happens in each of those four quadrants. And then I'm going to give you a process that I use for decision-making with clients. I use it for decision-making on my own, my own personal life, for my business, and uh, for any of those conversations or decisions that are coming along the way. So let's start first with the upper quadrant, good process, good results. Now, a good process requires you to, to do some work on the front side to know exactly what it is that you're trying to get to and why. And the results that come from that are probably going to be that you have fully controlled what you can control and you've accounted for enough of the outside factors that you simply just don't have any control or influence over. So I guess maybe this will be helpful if I start with the process and then kind of work through the quadrant. So here's the way the process works. And you can write these down. You can draw out the quadrants. You can do anything that that you want to do. If you're driving and listening to this, please don't start drawing while you're driving. 
But um, here's the process. Uh, the first step is to define what it is that you seek to accomplish and why. So what are you trying to get to? Why is that thing important? Second step is once you have what you're trying to get to and why it's important, once you have those defined, then you want to analyze all of the options that are available and choose the ones that align with what's most important with the why and the intended outcome that you're trying to get to. So we want to eliminate anything that's not going to help you get there, even if they're shiny and sexy and beautiful and fun. If it doesn't help you get to where you want to go, we want to eliminate that because that is going to serve as a distraction and potentially lead you down a bad process path or bad results path. Third step is we want to decide how long we expect that it will take to reach the intended outcome. So are we talking about a decision that requires a couple of months to play out, a couple of days to play out, a couple of years? What is it that we're trying to get to? How long is it going to take? Next, step four, set parameters for how you're going to evaluate the decision along the way. So the longer that the decision has to play out, the more of these intermediate steps that you need to put in place or checkpoints, if you will, and you want to monitor and evaluate the results along the way. And, and this is how, especially over a long period of time, you know that you're going to be able to stay on track with what you're trying to accomplish. And it's also how you can start to evaluate and even identify any distractions that have kind of crept up in your process and uh, it can help you to eliminate them and get refocused and reset and make sure that you're on the right path. Step five, um, and this one is very important, predefine, before you make the decision, predefine your exit strategy. This becomes very important when we're doing investment work, becomes very important when we're talking about um, job decisions or starting a business or uh, any anything that's going to have a big potential tail throughout your life, you want to make sure that you have some sort of exit strategy in place. Know when is going to be the most appropriate time to make a change in what you're doing and make sure, again, that the parameters are set so that way you're making that change with a good process and not an emotional or bad process. And then finally, and this is the most important part of the whole thing, is to stay disciplined. Stay disciplined to the other five steps in front of you. So again, step one, define what you seek to accomplish and why. Step two, analyze all the options and choose only the ones that align with what you're trying to accomplish, why it's important. Number three, decide how long you expect it will take you to reach the outcome. So put a time definition on it. Step four, set parameters for evaluating the results along the way so you don't get caught later um, with the results that you don't want. Number five, predefine the exit strategy or when you're going to make a change in the strategy and what those factors are going to be, why you would make a change. And then finally, stay disciplined. So let's go back to the quadrant. First upper left is good process, good results. So this would be a situation where you've done the work to identify and put good 
process in place around the first five steps that I talked about, and then you're going to stay disciplined. And by having that good process over a period of time, as long as everything else that you can't control is working, you should end up with good results. Sometimes the things that you can't control aren't working, but you still end up with good results. And that will be a definite testament to having a good process. If we move over to the top right quadrant, good results, I'm sorry, good process, bad results. Now, this is actually where I feel a lot of us have been over the past couple of years, especially from an investment and a financial planning standpoint. The process is set all the right things are defined and all the things we can't control just keep kind of coming up and preventing us from having good results consistently. And I think that's the key is good results consistently. So when we look at it in the aggregate, we say, boy, this process is good, but maybe the results aren't. And so do we need to change something? Do we need to shift the process? Do we need to get uh, impatient, and that tends to, to be what happens there with the good process, bad results as we get impatient. Um, we want to see a quicker change. Our brains are wired to get us to either see a change in what's happening or make a change so we can see a change in what's happening. And that's not always helpful. And in fact, sometimes that leads us down uh, to just the process breaking down Um which moves us down to the lower uh, right quadrant. But I'm going to skip that one for now and go to the lower left. Bad process, good results. This is exactly what happened for a lot of people in uh, the stock market run-up in late 2020 and all through 2021. Is people were just picking stuff because it was going up. They were making decisions because they thought that, you know, the, the current reality was going to be the permanent reality. And so they had a bad process. It was all emotional. It was all on things that they they didn't track, they couldn't track, were emotional, didn't make sense, didn't have any logic behind it, didn't have any valuation attached to it. And so they had a very bad process, but they ended up having good results. My experience is bad process, good results is a very, very temporary, short-lived, fun period of time. But it's short-lived, and that sugar high is very difficult to come down from. So bad process, good results happens. Um, It's typically, if we think of it from an investment standpoint, is typically when we see a lot of froth in the market. Or um, we might look at it and call it what we, uh, quote-unquote, topish behavior. And a lot of times that tends to be uh, pretty much an indicative of what we see in those periods of time. Bad process leading to good results, short-lived. Finally, over to the right, we have uh, lower right, we have bad process, bad results. Now, this is what happens when you get uh, in your, uh, you know, kind of down the path of what your decision-making was and it's not working. And so you abandon the process and you start trying to make quick changes Um, You're trying to seek something that is going to show you that you have some kind of positive reinforcement or you have some confirmation that you're seeking. And so it's going to lead you to a bad process. And the more and more you do that, you're going to end up getting bad results uh, over time. And that is about the most frustrating place to be. Uh, In fact, everything on the right side 
of the uh, access there is is frustrating. When you have a good process, but you're not getting the results you want, that's frustrating. And when you have a bad process and you're not getting the results you want, that's even more frustrating. And typically, what I experienced is that you probably started with a good process um, and you just kept making tweaks as things changed and that led you to a bad process. And so that's where you are. What's really tricky about this is you have to be confident in your good process. If you've made a good decision, if you've evaluated all the factors, if you've set midpoint checkpoints in place, if you're aligned with what's most important or, or what we call your financial purpose here at Life Moves Wealth Management, if you're, if you're aligned correctly and you're measuring correctly, and you know what your starting point and end points are, and you know where you're trying to go and under what period of time, you have to trust that process. And typically a good process is not going to show instant results. It's going to take some time. You're going to feel like you're behind the eight ball on it. But the more that you stick to the process, that you trust it, that you're consistent that you're, you know, number six in, in the process steps, that you're disciplined, you stay disciplined through the process. Over time, that's where you tend to get the good results, even though other things can be happening. It's the trusting the process that leads to the good results. So you have to trust it and be confident in it, even if your results are wavering. You want to stick to the process even in periods when you have heightened emotions. And in fact, that's why you have the good process in the first place is because you can have a significant emotional hijack that wants to take you offline because you're going to see something that's shiny. Somebody's going to tell you that they're doing something that's working better than what you think yours is working. It's going to throw you off. Or you're going to see a headline that scares you or you're going to see a number somewhere that scares you or you're going to see a result that isn't what you intended and that emotional pull is going to win. So you've got to stick to the process even in the face of heightened emotions, all the external influences, all the pressures associated with that. You have to stay to the process. And, and when the results are wavering, that's when you have to look back and, and stop, right? This is why we put a midpoint check in place. We stop, take a breath, look around, see what's going on. Am I still following the process? Am I still aligned with, most, with what's most important? Has my why or my financial purpose, has that changed? Or is it something that's external and it's a condition that I can't change or influence and so I just need to navigate around it as best I can? Now, in the process, it does allow you to have some flexibility to make course corrections along the way. You have to be able to make course corrections, but you can only make a course correction if you have a defined end target. Um, it's kind of like the uh, the analogy that you've probably heard if you're in an airplane um, and you leave from one side of the country and you're flying to the other, the pilot is always making minor course corrections because things happen with air currents and speed and altitude, clouds, things like that. Um, they have to navigate around, make course corrections to get to where they want to go because if they don't, they're going to end up somewhere completely different than the intended target. So you've got to be able to have the flexibility to make 
course corrections, and you can only do that if you have a defined process for how to do that and where you're going and how to make sure that you're evaluating those course corrections along the way. Um, so it, it it's challenging, I think, um, sometimes to think through staying disciplined. Um, and And I think there's probably some psychology in this somewhere and maybe I need to get the uh, the counselor um, back on the episode. Last episode, I had uh, Jamie Bourne from Bourne Counseling and, uh, and we had a really good episode and she could probably tell us a little more about this, but there's probably some psychology in the fact that our, um, our attention span has shrunk so much over the past probably 40 years that it's very, very difficult for us to stay disciplined and stay on one thing for any extended period of time. I experience this all the time with clients because we'll start down a path, we'll make a decision, we'll have all of the steps of the process, everything will be aligned. Um, It's a really, really good process and we're expecting really, really good results. But somewhere along the way, we just get bored or we get distracted or maybe the results waver. Or again, we see something that concerns us or we hear something that we're not sure about um, or we're chasing someone else's success, right? That's happened. I've I've been victim. I don't know. I'm not going to say victim because I'm not a victim. Um, I have chosen to allow myself in a comparison trap to chase or try to chase somebody else's success without all the same factors, without all the same decision making, without all the same starting points, all of that. And it's just not helpful. And actually, that's bad process that's going to lead to bad results. Um, And like I said, I know that from personal experience. And so um, staying on track has been one of the things that personally I've had to work on quite a bit. And I have to continue to work on it because I have to be able to help my clients stay on track and stay with a good process and stay confident in the process and stay disciplined to the process. Um, and I can't help them do that if, if I'm not able to do it myself. So it's it's a labor of love, but it's one of the most important things that, that you can work on in your life. So if you can think of any decision that you're facing in your life, typically the ones that, that I hear or that my clients are, are wrestling with are things like, you know, I want to ask for uh, a raise. I want to leave my corporate job and start a business. I am trying to help my child decide which college is going to be most uh, helpful for their career path and our finances and what the resources we have available. Um, sometimes it's, hey, I'm I, unfortunately considering a divorce. Um, or it's, you know, I just lost my spouse and now I have to recreate Life. I have to redefine what this looks like. Um, or should I pay off this credit card or should I keep money in cash reserve for the next three months? Or should I take this bonus money and pay off a car or should I invest it? Right. All of these decisions I can keep going. I mean, there's so many different things that you're going to run into. And the, there's two questions that you're going to have anytime you're looking at the decision. Number one is if this happens or if I do this, 
am I going to be financially okay? That's the first question I always hear when a client says, hey, should I? I hear, if I do this, am I going to be financially okay? And then the second question I hear is, what do I do next? So if this happens or if I do this, am I going to be okay? And number two, what do I do next? Those two questions get answered through the process. If you're looking down a decision, um, remember what you're asking really is, if I do this, am I going to be financially okay? And then what do I do next? Write out your process. Um, write out exactly you know those first five steps. What's most important and why and how are you going to accomplish that thing? And then stay disciplined to it. And uh, if you find yourself wavering, uh, either with your process or if you find that the results are wavering, take some time to trust yourself. Trust that you've made a good decision to start with. And then trust that your process is a good process to start with. And if you're unsure, have somebody else look at it and uh, and help you evaluate whether or not you're on track. Almost every time that I see somebody in a point where they're, they stop and they want to evaluate, it's because there's an emotional tug from some, some direction. And that's typically when they think they need to, to make a change. So rather than giving into the emotional side of the change, um, try to step back, take a breath, get a third party involved, and look at the factors um, before you make a mistake or before you pull yourself into bad process, which might look like in a short term good results, but the longer that decision runs out, the results will turn. And like I said earlier, that's one of the most frustrating places to be. So I would like to know if you have a decision-making process that you use, drop it in the comments. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions about any of the decisions that you're trying to make and uh, how you might be able to get yourself off to a good start, send an email to info at lifemoveswealth.com. Again, info at lifemoveswealth.com. And I'd love to talk to you there. So thanks for listening today. And until next time, take care. Take care.